Welcome to the MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust Podcast on Writing Great Grants. We're a private nonprofit foundation serving the Pacific Northwest. Over more than 44 years, we've awarded more than $1 billion in grants to organizations that serve and support our local communities. On this podcast, we want to share insights and information to help nonprofits flourish and thrive in order to serve the common good. On today's episode, our host, Steve Moore, the executive director of the Murdoch Trust, sits down with Jill Lemke and John Franklin to discuss organizational leadership. Jill comes from a background in the sciences, earning a bachelor's and master's in biology from Texas Tech and then completing extensive graduate study in counseling and psychology at Western Michigan University. She invested the first chapter of her career as an educator, working with high school and college students on a variety of STEM subjects before she joined the trust as a program director more than one decade ago. In addition to her work with grantees during her time with the trust, she also oversaw the Partners in Science program for our organization for a number of years. John also comes from a background focused on helping grow and develop young people. Prior to joining the trust in 2012, John invested more than 30 years in various leadership roles for Young Life. A graduate of the University of Oregon, John earned his master's from Fuller Theological Seminary and is actively involved with a number of nonprofits around the region. In addition to his hands-on work supporting nonprofits through the Murdoch Trust grant application process, John has helped lead some of our enrichment programs as well, including the Essentials of Development program. Enjoy the conversation. We're looking at grants and uh, grant applications and really organizations. Perhaps there's nothing more important than this idea of organizational leadership. Mm-hmm. When we talk about that, though, that may be kind of a code word and people may not know what we're talking about. <laughs> what, what would we mean when we say organizational leadership and how important that is? Well, leadership and organization is what we look for, um, two different layers for the, for the most part. It's the the executive leadership of the organization, sometimes called the CEO or the executive director um, or president of the organization, and then the board. Board is also a very important um, aspect of leadership. Board are uh, board members are volunteers who have um, signed on to help steward the mission and the resources of an organization, and they're as important to the flourishing of an organization as a good, solid executive director. Hmm. That's great. And whenever someone, uh, in a sense, signs on to be mm-hmm. a board member, generally they they uh, have different roles that they play mm-hmm. in support of the organization. Uh, could, you know, we talked some about the governance hat and the participant hat and the volunteer hat, but maybe you could just flesh out what some of those mean and the different ways that they uh, take effect. Sure. So let's start with the governance hat. That's typically what we think is the most important um, role, and it is very important. So governance, meaning um, this is where they uh, the the board together um, actually oversees the executive director. It's kind of like the executive director's boss. So they're overseeing the executive board. I mean, the executive director. And um, they are – so they actually oversee the executive director. That's the boss of the executive director. But they're also looking at – they have fiduciary responsibility. We use that word a lot. But what that means is do we have the, enough resources? And where's the money coming from? And are we keeping a good accounting of our resources? And is it being deployed in ways exactly. that really do steward the mission? Exactly. Yeah. And with always with that mission 
at the forefront. It's the why. It's why the organization exists. It's why the programs exist. It is the why. The programs are the how, but the mission is the why. And so uh, the governing hat or the governing aspect of the board is to oversee the executive director to make sure that the mission is being stewarded and, and executed, but then also the financial responsibility and then just the other resources of the organization. Is the organization moving forward in it, the advancement of its mission. That's a great one. Maybe you all could think for just a second about some of the places that you've seen uh, board governance not work well. Mm-hmm. Two or three examples where you say, oops, that's, uh, that's yeah. not really working too well. And, you know, it may be a case where uh, many members of the board are trying to, in a sense, run the organization. Right. Uh, instead of letting the executive team run the organization, and they work on really stewarding the mission and the the executive leadership. Are there other ones that come to your mind? Yeah, I um, had the unfortunate um, experience of sitting at a table with an organization who whose board pretty much just abdicated its governance role. And unfortunately, oh, wow. a new executive director came in, had no idea that the financial uh, you know, resources, they were in dire straits. It was bad news. And it's like the executive director had no idea she was new. And as, as I was sitting at the table with one of the board members, it's like, I just wanted to say, you were asleep at the switch. You let this organization run, run out of resources. And the, a new executive director is not going to fix something that is much more fundamental to the running of an organization, and that is somebody needs to be looking at the financial stewardship of an organization. That's great. And, you know, sometimes when things are going well, it's tempting for a board just to kind of sit back and say, Mm -hmm. let it roll. Mm -hmm. Or if they've got a really strong leader to just simply say, let's just just turn it over to him or her and let them run with it. What are some other uh, kind of examples that you've seen, John, that – you go, oh boy, we've got a problem here. I think that a lot, a lot of times you'll see executive directors that are on the board, which mm-hmm. is okay. But honestly, it's best that they're a non-voting board member. And if they are a voting, if they have a vote on the board, you want to find out really what they're doing and the board is doing in order to keep proper board governance. Or, in other words, does that executive director really have too much weight, too much control, and that? Mm-hmm. And when we can kind of ferret that out, sniff that out, that the executive director really does in many ways wield too much authority on the board, um, then that's a concern. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, a great one, I think. And, you know, sometimes we find that uh, boards are uh, not adequately uh, understanding of even the day-to-day operations mm-hmm. or the mission expressions of the organization. So. A, a real key thing, I think, in building a healthy board is your orientation of board members. Mm-hmm. Have you really thought that through, both in terms of them understanding the history of the organization, what you do, what your mission is, but then also clearly understanding their roles, their responsibilities, their expectations. So your whole process of board orientation is really, really well thought through. Mm-hmm. And we also uh, like to see that uh, that the board – fit the context of the kind of organization. We don't believe one size fits all and uh, one board style fits all. Uh, What are some examples that you've seen of some good organizations that, and and things you go, wow, they've got this, they've got it, they're really doing well on this. 
Well, one important thing about uh, for leaders, what's really great is when a leader understands that she or he cannot do everything, that they are not they don't have the entire toolbox of every type of, you know, leadership skill uh, and so uh, a good executive director will surround herself or himself with a board that complements um, the skill sets that they are lacking or that just need some reinforcement. Um, the executive director should not be the expert in everything. And so that board, the, the diversity of, of skill set, of, of, of working, of volunteering, of all these different things that the board comes alongside the executive director, director and actually supports the work of the executive director. Yeah, that's a great one. And John, sometimes we see boards that want to hire a consultant to help them. Uh, what's a, an example or what's an important principle that they need to follow as they think about having a consultant work with the board or with the, the executive leadership team? I think uh, this, this sounds like stating the obvious, but they first need to figure out why they want to hire a, a consultant. I mean, what exactly is that consultant going to do? I think a lot of times board uh, exec directors realize our board is struggling. You know, it's just not a good board. And and they bring in a, a, a consultant not really knowing how they need help. So really, honestly, that consultant is going to spend the first amount of time just sort of doing an audit on your board, figuring out what the issues are, which is fine. But it would be more effective to know exactly what the issues are you want to address and go find a consultant that can really help you with that. It might be the issue of them not stepping up in terms of governance. It might be that they're not helping you with their fundraising at all. But I think you've got to kind of know why you exactly want to hire a consultant and are they – really going to be able to help you or is it is, do they need to really do consult with you in terms of your ability to work with a board and develop a board yeah that's a good mm -hmm. one uh, Jill we sometimes uh, say we expect a hundred percent of the mm -hmm. board members to be giving to an organization why right. would we do that why would that be an important thing for uh, for our organizational leadership well we believe that one of the uh, most critical and uh, tangent uh, tangible ways a board shows their support of an organization is by their, their financial support. And one thing, they're asking our board to support their organization through a grant. But if the board is not supporting that organization with its its finances as well, that, that speaks to, um, we consider at the trust, a, a lack of support, a lack of engagement with the organization. So it's not as so much a formulaic thing as no. it is a principle of right. uh, good practice. And we don't look for a dollar amount. We, you know, it's, it's, it's not like everyone is supposed to give at a certain level. That's not for us to say. That is for the board chair and the board and the executive director to all look in together and say, what is, a, what is a reasonable amount? And some people are not going to be able to give as much as somebody else. But everybody should be able to give something to, to show 100% board uh, support. Yeah, I've been on boards where the they in the orientation said, you know, every board member needs to bring time, talent, and mm -hmm. treasure. Mm -hmm. uh, there's different kind of alliteration that right. people use, but the principle's the same, mm -hmm. that you're willing to invest in the organization right. in that kind of way. John, anything else? That well, I was just going to say, I think a good rule of thumb or a good, a good, a good uh, way of expressing that responsibility is that our organization should be in your top three things mm -hmm. that you give. Right. And if it's not... Then you know, really, for the for the welfare of that board member, release them to go be on a board where they 
it is in their top three, you know. Or in some other role in supporting the organization, right. an advisory yeah. committee or right. some other exactly. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So when you go into a site visit, because you guys do site visits all the time, what's uh, one of the first things that you go in that you know you're going to ask or that you know you're going to look for in evaluating a proposal and, and kind of mm-hmm. beginning to evaluate an organization and their organizational leadership. Jill, yeah. what do you look for? Well, first I just watch and listen and look at the dynamics. What do the communication lines look like? What, how engages the executive director on the discussion of this proposal? Does the executive director know what this proposal is about? And you would think that would be a given, but it's not. Um, sometimes somebody else has written the, the proposal. Somebody else is shepherding this you know, program expansion or something, and the executive director doesn't have a really good command of either the organization itself or what they're asking the trustees to invest in. So I look for that. Is the, is the executive director appropriately engaged with the information and the, the, uh, the goal of this proposal? And then I look at the, the interaction between the executive director and the board. What does that look like? Who's running the show? And, um, and a good healthy site visit, a good healthy organization, you see um, the board member being engaged as well. Sometimes you have a couple board members, but the board members need to understand what's going on too. If they're to have governance over the, the financial and the mission of the organization, financial uh, stewardship and the resource stewardship and the mission, they should know what's going on with this proposal. If the board member has no idea what the organization is asking for, that is a red flag that this is not a good communication. There's, they're not talking to each other outside of this room. So it's kind of interesting. You Just by observing, you learn a lot about the communication lines within an organization. Yeah, that's why we call it organizational leadership. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. John, anything uh, when you go on a site visit that you – Go into a site visit and begin to look for, and uh, be, you're always sure to ask. Well, I, I really agree with what Jill said. I mean, the the measuring the engagement level of board members, and and I don't know if I have any, have anything to add to that except that that's critically important, and that sometimes depends on the size of the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of their awareness of the project, if they're a huge organization where it's really just high level governance, they might might not be as in tune with the specifics of the actual proposal. But if they're a smaller organization, we would expect that the board would really understand and be highly engaged with the actual request itself mm-hmm. because they're key in the strategic planning process with this organization. And a question I'll just tell you that I'd like to ask at a site visit to get a feel for the relationship between the board members and the executive director and the leadership that the executive director is giving. I'll say, so if your executive director were retiring tomorrow, what would you say about their contribution to the organization? What's their legacy? And if, if there's weakness in responding to that, it causes me to pause a bit in terms of the leadership that the executive director is actually giving to the That's great. Now everybody's going to have your secret question. <laughs> yeah, they can right. rehearse that ahead of time. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Jill, do you have one? Um, I always ask about board engagement. I say, uh, you know, we talk or we are, I say we always ask, what is the level of board giving? We ask for a total dollar amount. That's no secret. That's no surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise. That we ask for a total, we don't want to know how much each individual donor gives, but we want to know what the total board giving is to an organization. But then we say, well, so let's just talk about board engagement. 
How does your board engage with this organization? And sometimes, especially in a small organization like John was just talking about, it's a um, all hands on deck. Right. Everyone's roll up their sleeves and we're painting. And we're, you know, making sure that somebody's at the front desk answering the phones. And that's the board leads out on that. Or um, or it's a it's a larger organization where the board is involved in engages with the organization by bringing friends to the the annual you know fundraising event or having lunch with you know groups of people to you know to as ambassadors for the organization so it really is what does engagement and support look like to this board again it's not a you know it's not a one size fits all every organization depending on how developed they are is going to have a different um way that engagement looks. And and we would really want them to have thought that through. Yes. That's the key mm-hmm. is that they've thought it through. Yeah, I think one other thing I would, a common denominator, something that really regardless of the size of the organization that I would look for in terms of the, the board and the executive director being aligned would be their understanding of the strategic plan of the organization. I mean, mm-hmm. when it when it's clear that, for example, how this particular project they're approaching us is related to a specific item in their strategic plan, that they're really operating off the same page. That really speaks to to me, at least. That they're that they are they really do have a strategy. That they know where they're going. That they're on the same page, and that's impressive. Because sometimes you'll go in and go to a site visit, and it's clear that they're not really aligned. Yeah, yeah. that's a great observation. Mm-hmm. And you, we've all been in meetings where we've seen uh, where our board in a sense, looks at this organizational leadership piece as such a fulcrum piece mm-hmm. of the grant uh, and the application. And where is the organizational leadership? In some ways, mm-hmm. the organization can rise and fall mm-hmm. on its organizational leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, and asking great, great questions is another thing that I think we oftentimes mm-hmm. uh, and on our website, we've got a number of questions that we're going to ask about organizational leadership so groups can prepare ahead of time if they want to see what some of those questions may be. And you've already shared some of the questions that, that you all often ask. Mm-hmm. Is there anything kind of closing out that, that you would say, I, I just hope that organizations, when it comes to organizational leadership, they think about this. Uh, Jill or John, anything come to your mind? I think one of the things I would say is an encouragement <clears throat> to executive directors um, to lead an organization is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's it's a tough job, and um, especially when you with a in a nonprofit work, your board is your boss. You you might have fifteen bosses that are often saying different things, and uh, so I feel like just. It's important as an executive director to be a, a ongoing learner mm-hmm. and to find a mentor. Maybe your organization can't afford a consultant, but to go find a mentor, somebody that you can meet with on a regular basis and just bring issues and questions to the table. But don't give up on yourself too mm-hmm. soon, but give yourself uh, some grace to grow and to learn and to excel. And over time, the things that you're struggling with now can become actually skills that you develop. Yeah, that's a good one. And and in those times that, that you may feel that 15 different bosses, in reality, it's just one because the board chair is the only one that can mm-hmm. speak on behalf of the board. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, a, again, another uh, aspect of an effective board is mm-hmm. that the board speaks as one uh, when it comes to the executive director or 
to any of the other work of the board. Jill, anything come to your mind? I would say I I appreciate that, John. And what I would say is it's not just the executive director's job to go find what the executive director needs. Mm -hmm. It's also the board's responsibility. That's one way the board can take care of the executive director is to say, are you getting vacation? I noticed you haven't taken a vacation. What do we need to do to help you get a vacation? That's what a boss would do. Is I noticed you're not doing this. What what sort of professional development opportunities can we help make happen? And so it's not just the executive director leading out, but also the board leading out and understanding that, that the executive director is one of the most important resources of that organization and to make sure that they are um, taking care of that vital resource. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. And it really speaks to the organization being a learning organization, Mm -hmm. that there's always kind of vibrant conversations going and it's a learning organization. They're seeking to grow and uh, in the way that they uh, operate and to be more effective in the way that they work. Anything Mm -hmm. else that you all would have as you close? Um, we, we Let's circle back to those three hats you yes, mentioned at good. the very beginning. Yep. So the first one was the governance hat, and we talked yep. a lot because that really is the primary role of, the, of a board. But then we there's the participant hat. Sometimes a board member is just asked to show up and help at a, at a, at a fundraising event or something where they are participating in a program or the life of the organization. But just to remember that they're not wearing a governance hat there. They're not there to boss around and tell how things are done. They're not a management hat. They're not a management hat. And then there's a volunteer hat. And sometimes they're acting like any other volunteer at an organization. So if you're, you're, whatever that looks like for your organization. But those are the three hats, the governance, participant, and volunteer. And it's kind of a good thing for a board member to very consciously Mm -hmm. or subconsciously say to themselves, as I'm walking in today, which hat am I wearing? Yeah, that's a great point. John, anything well, else? I would just build on that. When we uh, do our, our fundraising training program at the Murdoch Trust, which is called the Essentials of Development, um, we're often working with small to mid-sized organizations that don't have development staff. So um, that's why we require in our training uh, to have two board members there that will roll up their sleeves and be involved as partners or volunteers mm-hmm. in donor development. Um, it's really critical for an organization to get over the hump to where they're actually able to hire development staff that board members are realizing, hey, we are on the development staff as we start out together. So, John, I'm going to put you on the spot on this one because you've led dozens and dozens of organizations through that Essentials of Development. You've watched our organizational coaches go out and meet with organizations. What is often the one aha, the kind of light bulb going on that consistently comes on uh, when groups go through Essentials of Development? Mm, That's a really good question. Uh, I think just actually what I just said just a second ago, that they realize it's a team sport, that if this is going to be sustained in the organization, there's a good chance our board members actually might outlive our executive director. Mm -hmm. So if this isn't embedded and sustained within the board, then we might abandon the whole philosophy that we spend a whole year learning in terms of of the development training um, and go back to what we were doing before that really didn't work. Mm -hmm. So the board's got to own it. I would think that might be the common ingredient. Yeah, that's a great one. Great insight. Okay, Jill, I'm going to put you on. Are you want to answer well, that? Well, I was just going to add to that, John, of what you said earlier about onboarding, how important it is to onboard well, mm-hmm. because there's always a freshman class on your board, and you want, don't want to assume that the freshman class knows what the seniors know. 
make sure you onboard well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know in our board workshop, they talk about onboarding well and uh, offboarding mm-hmm. and recognizing mm-hmm. and celebrating people well. Yeah. Those are important things, too. But Jill is both an educator and mm-hmm. as a counselor and as a now a nonprofit leader, program director. What's one thing that you have just seen the light bulb go on in regard to organizational leadership that that organizations get an insight and that and you go, this is a great one. I love it when this light bulb goes on. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Um I love watching an organization because sometimes we have repeat, you know, organ, you know, grant requests from an organization and watching the development of an organization from maybe either a founder, you know, where you've got the founder board and you've got the founder, co- you know, executive director, leader, everyone's volunteering and watching them over the years develop and grow and it's, it's, it's a layered effect. Mm-hmm. You know, first is this step and th- they got that down. Well, then... Now the executive director, well, we're ready for a paid executive director. And then just watching that organization develop and flourish and how a healthy organization engages in the resources that are available, in their own development, in um, whatever that looks like to be to continually evolve and to stay ahead of, to not continually be reacting to what's going on, but rather to be anticipating and, and evolving along with what's going on out there. I, that just makes makes me happy. <laughs> it makes it worthwhile. Doesn't it really it? Yeah. does. It really it's, does. Uh, it's always so fun for me to see you all engaged with organizations and, and to listen as you ask questions to organizations uh, and to see the kind of interaction that occurs in the room <laughs> that includes staff members and board members and maybe some community leaders mm-hmm. and just to see that conversation happen that sometimes doesn't happen on a regular right. basis, but happens because there's been a designated time to really uh, uh, to, to interact and mm-hmm. to recognize the important work that they do. Mm-hmm. That's a great light bulb yeah. moment that yeah. I think is always fun. And I, I know it's why people love to have John Franklin or Jill Lemke as their program <laughs> director. So thank you. That's an awesome thing. Well, one thing I would just add to that, Steve, is just an encouragement to an organization that is uh, applying to a grant is this is a very uh, conversational experience. We really try to get to know your organization. We're not sitting there at a site visit with our, you know, our list of, oh, they, you know, messed up there. Oh, drop the ball there. Oh, you know, it's we're there. Our trustees have asked us to help build the nonprofit uh, ecosystem. Mm. And that's one of the ways that um, we get to participate really hands-on is having these direct conversations at a site visit and the follow-up. And even if a grant is not made, Mm -hmm. we hope that there's been something that has been a benefit to that organization through the process. Great. Now that we've added value, I'd agree. That's great. wraps up this episode of the MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust podcast. For more information on writing great grants, as well as resources on fundraising, board development, leadership, team management, and a variety of other topics in the nonprofit space, please visit our website, murdochtrust.org. 
This episode of the MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust podcast was recorded at the Luis Palau Association Studios in Beaverton, Oregon. Episode produced by Colby Reed with sound engineering by Doug Stewart and special thanks to Caden House. Music by Lobo Loco via the Free Music Archive. Copyright MJ Murdoch Charitable Trust 2020. All rights reserved.